I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is a chemistry lab. I'm on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Paulie Sibilia. I'm Stephen Fonte. We welcome you into a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We will hear from SU assistant coach Alan Griffin coming up at 1230. Paulie caught up with Griff uh, prior to the show. Yeah, I was, I'm exhausted. I had to do a whole interview my, by myself. I was uh, I was tied up with Bridge Street Channel 9 duties, and uh, you handled uh, interviewing Griff don't before the show. I don't know how you do that every day. How do you get through that? It's, that's coming up at 1230. Uh, Joe Fortenbaugh will uh, join us at 1, sports betting analyst for ESPN's Daily Wager. And then at 1.30, Eric Slater, former student of mine, uh, Brooklyn Nets beat reporter for Clutch Points. Uh, he'll be on with us at 1.30 to talk Kyrie, talk the trade, talk all that is uh, NBA basketball right now. And we'll mix in your phone calls throughout at 315 Four three seven seventy six. I feel like I need to issue a statement, Steve. Yeah, What's I don't that? know why. I don't know. I just feel like that's what I need to do. A lot of statements being issued yesterday. Yeah, including one last night. And I don't know if it helps because I feel like it draws attention to the to something that I don't know that needed to have that much attention drawn to. I I think. Like the, I think the the first statement was needed, right? Yeah. I mean, I think Jim Beham realized when the story came out and the the pushback that he got from you know Wake and and Pitt that yeah I probably shouldn't have said that and okay. he and he took that back and he walked that back and I think that he should have done that. The, the one last night, I don't think it, it didn't need it, to happen. I don't think that one necessarily needed to be put out there. Maybe somebody told him to put it out there, but you and I took it the same way. We talked about this on the show yesterday about the whole, you know, it's my decision. You know, we took it as it's his decision when to retire. Yes. Um, not his decision necessarily on when he leaves Syracuse University. That's up to John Wildhack, Board of Trustees. That's. That's uh, that's above him, and he sent out a statement last night. You know, clarifying. Um, here's the statement that he put out on Twitter last night, in case you missed it. As I've said many times previously, my employment at, as Syracuse men's basketball coach has always been determined by the university. I was asked about the possibility of retirement, and my answer was based on that. Um, and again, I I think I think we understood that, but someone felt the need for him to clarify that. Yeah, let me address something too. We're on QSportsTalk.com, right, Steve? Yes, we are. People right now are, oh, here we go, Bayheim again. What would you like to talk about right now? Is there the Kyrie trade, the, the, you know, pitchers and catchers reporting? You know, I asked you this question before the the show started, Steve. I said, are we in a bubble this year because of the Bayheim stuff happening, or is there just no buzz around the Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't, I don't feel a ton of buzz, but uh, that's, uh, you know. Jordan seemed to think that there's just not a lot of hype for this Super Bowl. 
May, I mean, there are some really interesting storylines. I don't know why there wouldn't be. I mean, I don't know why there wouldn't be hype surrounded this. Um, you know, Andy Reid against his former team. You got the Kelsey brothers. You got the two number one seeds. I mean, these are the the two best teams in football uh, going at it. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes and trying to add to his legacy and Hurts trying to get his first. I mean, there there are a lot of storylines with this. But but are any of them more juicy than what? Like, do you really not want to hear us talk about Jim Beheim? Oh, I'm not suggesting we talk about no, the Super I'm, Bowl. I just, I'm no, I'm just saying to the people, like, it's we'll get to the Super Bowl. Today's Tuesday. We'll get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and we keep getting retractions. Like yesterday's didn't need to happen. I feel like that was people looking at Twitter. The last night one. You yeah, saying? I feel like people were looking at Twitter and saw all the negativity and said, "Hey, you guys, say something." No, you didn't. Just let it go. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of addressing it yesterday. There was the written statement in the morning, then there was the ACC teleconference, which, of course, he's going to be asked about it, and then the uh, the statement last night. Um, I don't know. Go, go ahead. What, what were we going to say? I also, I kind of want to clarify something, too. A lot of people don't realize, you know, we were talking yesterday, and the term clean house came up a lot. There you go. I had a hour-long ride in my younger days in the car with one uh, Coach McPherson uh, on a way to the Notre Dame game because the only hotel back then close to Notre Dame was an hour away. Uh, you couldn't stay at South Bend. And as we're talking, we're driving and talking, he's talking about firing coaches to me. And what it's like to be fired as a head coach. And this is why I, I kind of think, I don't think I would ever call for a house cleaning or the firing of a coach on here. It's because you don't realize. Do you want the McNamara's fired? Do you want the whole Griff family? Do you want do you want Autry's family to have to pack up and move? Do you want all the secretaries to pack up and move? Do you want the strength and conditioning coach to have to find a new job? Do you want the head of basketball operations to, to be looking for a job. Like, there's so much more to it, like, than getting rid of the guy you don't like because he, he's a bully. Right? There's a lot more attached to it. And, and Syracuse may be in a spot where they're lucky that they don't have to do that. They can hire, hopefully hire somebody off the bench and ke- everybody keeps their jobs. I'm not for a cleaning house, and I'll never be the guy on the radio after Coach Mack had that talk with me about fire somebody. If the callers want to call it and say, yeah, go ahead. I'm just, I'm just not going to be that guy. And I, I had that, never, well said. And I had never thought of it that way. Yeah. Even so, though, I... like, And, and I, I feel like every fan has the right to say it. It's right. just, I'm not going to be that guy. If you want right. to call me a wimp or I'm scared of Bayheim, it's not because of him. It's because of just the way I look at it. And the other thing is, too, that, again, I and I appreciate what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying, by the way, but... What has been built here is is pretty impressive, and I understand that the last couple of years have not gone the way anybody wants them to. But as we as we said yesterday, when you when you bring up that term "clean house," I don't know if people actually think about what that means. Starting over, yeah, right. What what does that actually mean? What does that actually look like? And and we see examples. Somebody brought up the example off air yesterday on QSportsTalk.com uh, when we were in commercial uh, Georgetown. I think that's Georgetown is another good example. Yeah. Like, do you do you want to start over and build? I mean, Georgetown didn't win a conference game last year. You know, you look at what Louisville like. Louisville is 
This is rock bottom for a program that not that long ago was playing in Final Fours. I, I got in a little Twitter beef yesterday. Uh, we posted our clip, and I got a little Twitter beef. Like I use Pitt as an example. They didn't clean house, but their house was clean for them. Jamie Dixon packed up and moved out of the house. He cleaned house himself, and it went horribly wrong. And so, well, they said, well, we'll have a search. There was a search for Stallings. Right. <laughs> it's not guaranteed. There was a search for Greg Robinson. Yeah. People want to, I'm, and I tried to keep it ACC related, Big East moves. BC had Al Skinner, made the tournament seven times under him. Right? They fire him because he had two losing seasons in his tenure, not in a row. 2009 was his last year. Boston College has not been back to the tournament since he left, since they cleaned house. 14 years. Do you want that? Or do you want to go two years in a row without making the tournament in one losing season? Like It can get worse. Yeah. Well, we had the caller yesterday say, it can't get much worse, so you might as well. No, it can get a lot worse. And I think people need to understand that. And I understand emotions are high. And I'm not calling anybody dumb. And as you said, everybody has the right to their opinion. And that is true. But before you you ask for that or call for you know the old saying be careful what you wish for right if if you truly want that think about what it means though and there there is a there, there is a ways further that this program can fall and i don't think people realize that i think they look at it and say well it can't get any worse no it can it can get a lot worse than what we're seeing yeah. a lot worse than what we're seeing anyway 315-437-7644 if you want to check in. Um, Do you want to hear Co- Coach Beheim talk to Gomez? That's what I, I was just going to ask you for that. Yes. Well, Coach Beheim talked to Gomez today, and uh, where is it? Oh. Oh, here he is. Here he is on his retirement. All right. You know, I was asked a question about retirement. I said, well, it's my choice. You know, like any L coaches, I've got a contract, so I have the choice to finish the contract, obviously, just like any coach, but at the same time, you work for the university, and the university can start, uh, terminate your contract any time. I don't have control of that. That's up to the university, uh, whether you have a contract or not. It's still up to the university as far as how long I coach, um, not up to me. Uh, I don't know. I guess the way I said it, uh, maybe I didn't get it exactly right, but it's strictly up to the university as far as my kind con- always has been. Uh, whether you have a year, five years on a contract, you still can be removed any time uh, by the university. That's the way it works. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's. I didn't it think that needed explaining. Goes without saying, but it, right, and so he he felt like the way that it was portrayed in the article, and and I guess the the pushback that uh, that he received yesterday, someone maybe it was him, somebody felt like they they needed some clarification. Uh, our files ninety in the chat is saying is Paulie on the record saying whenever Jim ten- Jim's tenure ends, he wants someone within the program, you know, to be the next head coach. Yes, that's what I'm on the record as saying. That's it. That's what Duke did. That's what North Carolina did. It tends to make the process a little smoother. If you have a viable option, and I think there's multiple viable options on the bench at Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. Same. 
I, I'm I'm with you, Paulie. I um, I feel the same way. The talent on this, like, say they say say everybody gets what they want and they fire Jim Beheim and they do stay. Like, be careful with the everyone. Yeah. Oh Every, yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone gets what right, they want. What the mean? The the loudest group of people. Say 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 you fire Jim Beheim. You want them to keep it in house so you can keep this core of kids together. You don't want to rebuild. Yeah, and and again, um, you've got three guys on your bench right now that that went here. They understand the culture. They're invested oh in Syracuse basketball. What's wrong? Oh, my computer screen just went black at once. Want to take one quick call before we break? Do you know who this is? Yes, it's Andy in Liverpool. Okay, Andy, what's up? Hey, you guys. I hear your position and calling the fans a little naive, saying they don't understand the repercussions of cleaning house. And I want to ask, is there anyone on the local media that does not share your position? Because it comes across like you guys are, in fact, afraid of Jim Beheim. Why, why would we be afraid of him? Why, we're talking about what comes next. Why, what does that have to do with Jim Beheim? You, no one takes the position that Jim Beheim should be fired. So should we just take that position radio. if we don't believe it? There's not one person in the local media that takes that position. No, no, maybe we're smarter than... Like you're afraid? <laughs> maybe we're, we're smart enough to not want a new head coach outside of the program. So let me let me ask you this, Andy. Why, why do you think he should be fired, as you put it? Why, why should he be fired? I would say his performance this past year, criticizing the coach of Bryant, criticizing the ACC teams that bought players only to backtrack on that is verbal abuse of the su student waer radio was borderline bully and pathetic okay but dude i've had this discussion too say performance playing a zone defense against teams that stick record number of three pointers game after game is pretty lame too (laughs) you know i'm sick of the bullying he said you have a bad attitude should he have said it no it wasn't bullying can we stop if you don't like the guy, you don't like the guy. It, who? What are we scared of him? I don't get that take either. That I am legitimately giving my opinion. Brent Axe has been pretty vocal. I don't know. I don't know where Brack, Brent Axe stands on who should be the next head coach, but he's been pretty vocal about Jim Beheim's performance. Yeah, when you say he's been bullying, you come across as being afraid of him. No, I, I no, no, dude. I, I, I know what the word bullying means, and you're minimizing. No, you dude, shut up for two seconds. I'm minimizing. You're minimizing the term bullying. There's people in this world that have been bullied before, and being told you have a bad attitude by a head coach, and then you get a kick in your career because you're all over Sports Center in the news is not bullying. I'm sorry. A caller to shut up is okay. Good. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I had to just tell a guy to shut up. Oh, all right. Let's take a timeout. Phone lines are open. If you want to check in, if you want to be next, you can do so. 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. I have no idea why it's Bob Dylan Day, but it's Bob Dylan Day. 
like a Rolling Stone, Steve. Once upon a time, you dressed so fine. Through the bumps of dime in your Well, I've started the fire. It should be Billy Joel Day. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it should be Billy Joel Day. You, you know maybe that, tomorrow. Yes. that song, we didn't start the fire. Yeah, well, yeah, you well, did. We, we found out who did. You lit the fuse. It was me. The words shut up just shot out of my mouth, and I'm not retracting it. You will I not sh- be issuing a statement. No, maybe I should have handled it better, but I don't care anymore. Shut up. Everybody just shut up. You know what? I wish Jim Bayheim would shut up, too, so we didn't have to keep <laughs> doing this. Tell him to shut up. We wouldn't be in this situation. How's that? Is that good enough? Is that good enough? I'm scared of him. You're scared of him, Paulie. Please, stop talking to people, Jim Beheim. Let's go go to Scooter in Jamesville. Paulie, Paulie, Paulie. Hey, what was your your grade in kindergarten and first grade with playing uh, playing well with others? What was your grade? Look, I tried to come out. I just told... Like this, the the whole soft side. We just came out about why you don't want to clean house because yeah. everybody from the secretaries gets fired, it, you know, it, up to the head coach. It it affects a lot of families and it's not good. And then I gotta yell, shut up at somebody. <laughs> Let me ask you a question: If Mark Coyle, which I knew wasn't going to be the athletic director after having the conversation at uh, Orange Orange Fest, this first Orange Fest, he wasn't going to stay too long. This way, he talked more about Boise State and Syracuse, but. If Mark Coyle was the athletic director, are we having this conversation? I thought it was a set date that Coach Beheim was going to retire, and that's why Hopkins' name kept popping up. And, of course, he leaves and, and Wild Act takes over. But do you think we're having this conversation that Mark Coyle was still the athletic director? That, that's I don't know. I don't know. But, but, but you remember, though, yes, when you I came do. in? I do, and I don't know. Okay. Now, the other thing was, okay, you know, cleaning house, so be it. But I remember we didn't want to look for somebody in football, and we got Scott Schaefer. And because we didn't want to up, upset the gravy train and upset the recruits and whatever, and look what happened. We, after four years, we had to go find somebody else. So, I mean, there's, there's good and bad on both sides of the whole, whole thing about staying in there. Maybe, maybe not cleaning house, but basically, uh, you know, basically, you know, just, you know, taking taking the easy way out, too, without actually looking to see if somebody out there actually wants the job, too. See, I, I would say this, though, Scooter, in, in regards to the football example, um, I don't know if it's fair to point to Schaefer and say, well, he didn't work out because they stayed in-house, because I think you got to go back to what happened when Pete left, that they hired Greg Robinson, because then they went down that path of truly cleaning house, starting over, rebuilding, and then Doug Marone came, and I think we... You know, I think we all realized maybe how good of a coach Doug Marone was. That yeah, the Schaefer era wasn't horrible compared the, to the other, well, that, the one before. Either. That's my point. Is that I, I think it's it, to me, it was more so the Greg Robinson era is what sent the program in this twenty-year downturn. Not so much Scott Schaefer. I mean, would you agree with that? Well, the problem I had, and I, I said it from the start, and I got I got shut off. Is you know, it's like hiring a plumber when you have electrical problem. Our problem was offense, so why we bring in a defensive coach as your head coach? I mean, had there some guy named Brian Periani who didn't have any as a, uh, offensive coordinator experience. He's a tight end coach at Denver. And I thought that was going to be a train wreck from the start, and then all of a sudden, you know, we, you know, we have, we hired Doug Marone, which. You know, we you know, we don't know if he was actually an offensive coordinator for New Orleans because Sean Payton actually called the plays, and they finally hired an offensive coordinator. So we took off, and then we go back to a defensive guy. And remember, our first offensive coordinator was a guy from I think Arkansas, which was actually just a wide receiver experience. So, you know, it just depends who your who your coordinators are hired to. 
Yeah, but and, and, bottom line is, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's, the Greg Robinson was, you know, was just do the do the fail from the start. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And the the fact is, when you look at at when Robinson took over, and listen, he he hadn't been a head coach. You know, he he made his name by being a coordinator. What? There wasn't a lot in the search available either. They they fired Coach P at a horrible time. Well, it was a horrible time. But when when Greg Robinson comes aboard, he started hiring his friends that that hadn't been in those positions. That Scooter alluded to it, right? You know, you you were you were putting guys in positions that they hadn't been in before. They're a position coach now. They're coordinator, and everybody was kind of learning on the fly, including the head coach. And yes, I would agree that that was set up to fail from the start. But I wouldn't look at Scott Schaefer and say, "Well, that's an example of when you kept it in house, it didn't work." You know, it, it to me it was you really got to go back to when P left, Robinson was hired, and they they still haven't really recovered from that. I mean, they you know they're in better shape now than they were under Greg Robinson, but um, to me it wasn't a Schaefer thing. It was more of a P was gone and and Greg Robinson came aboard, which again is I think an example for the the other line of thinking, which is be careful if you clean house because. It could go bad. It you know, could go very bad, and it did go very bad under Greg Robinson. Scooter brought up the whole Mike Hopkins is the coach in waiting. Yeah, yada yada. Um, coach Beheim addressed the plan on Gomez today. They talk about a plan. All the recent coaching jobs: North Carolina, Kentucky, uh, you know, Duke, UCLA. There was no plan. The coach retired or left, and they hired. They went through a hiring process and they hired somebody that's the way it works it's it's uh, you know i mean there's and coaches do that when they feel it's the time you know roy williams decided to retire and all of a sudden just like that that happens all right i'm gonna take umbrage with what he said there he's the one that brought the plan up nobody else you know, and I want to say something else. Like, I, I I don't agree with Brent on a lot of things. If there is a plan you, and you want this to stop, this whole outrage, the every angry, the us ta- having to talk about this every day of the show, let us know what it is. It's If it's if you're staying in-house and you got a plan, let us know. So you say that this will stop, and I think you and I – disagree on that i think because you're not going to please everyone and let's say you announce what the plan is the people that don't like the plan are going to be just as vocal and i don't it's think, not going to stop i don't think anybody would be angry if they said coach autry or coach griff or you, you coach, don't think andy who just called and yelled and screamed at you and said it, it, well, he should be fired i mean yeah there's going to be a faction of the fan base that if you say it's going to be it's going to come from this staff people will be upset I mean, you you do it every day paulie we see it on social media Right, you hear people call our show. You see it in QSportsTalk.com on the in the chat section. Like you see it every day. People are saying, ah, like I, but, they got to start. But it, over. Would, it would it would stop the shaking your fist at behind. I, I don't know if it would. it would. Like if he said, if they said one year, two years, he's done. And this is, you know, maybe they don't even have to announce who the next coach is. Just say this is when he's leaving. I don't think he wants that though. I don't think it he doesn't wa- matter. I don't think he wants the whole you know swan song and. You know, go every place for the last if, time. And does he want this? Is this what he wants? No, but I don't think. I, I don't think it's up to the fans. Like I understand what you're saying, and I, I, you and I disagree on this a little bit. And I, I've, I've said before that I think as long as the recruits are comfortable with what they're being told. Now, if if the recruits aren't, comfortable, this is a PR nightmare for the university right now. Right. What is? 
Just this whole thing. They're issuing statements. Yeah, but it's not because there's a there's no plan that's made public. It's no, because it's there's because, a, individual instances. But yes, it's because the head coach. And, and, and this is the you loudest think, it's ever been. You don't think that he would have gotten pushed back? Like, let's say there's a, a, a plan out there that's public. You don't think he would have gotten pushed back for saying Wake Forest and Pittsburgh bought their teams? I think he's, he still would have gotten pushed back. No, I know, I know, but I'm saying you know what you're getting. You know you're not going to have to put up with this any only this much longer. Listen, like if Cody, there is an end in sight. There is like there there like you know that there is. Yeah, that's another thing that drives me nuts with the callers and the listeners that are mad about this. They there's this weird perception that if he doesn't retire now, he's here. Like he's got he's found the the key to eternal life. Like he's gonna be here forever. No, he's not. But I, I kind of, I am kind of at the point where it's, it's the charade's over. But uh, I guess the way I look it, at it is the, the, the people that are are angry right now and want his removal, want him to, or want him to be fired, whatever the case may be. If they announce what the plan is, my guess is a majority of those people still aren't going to be happy. No, I think they'll see there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. I guess because he is the creator of all bad. Like is Joe Girard's fault? Everything. Yes. Yes. Fault? I don't know. I tend to think it would lighten up a little bit. I tell you what, I know this because we've been doing this a long time. Let's get these two calls I, quick. I know this. Joe Girard's going to leave, and people are going to be upset about somebody else next year. Right. Right? Yeah. That's how it works. All right. Let's get these two calls, and then we'll do Griff. Ted in Pittsburgh. Ted hey, hey, guys. Hey, Polly. Uh, you need a hug? Always. I'm always looking for a hug. You need a hug, don't you? Yes, I, I do. think I think you guys you guys need to clean house at that radio station right now. I think that would solve all the problems. I, I don't have a family, so I can go. <laughs> but Steve has one. And I don't want to see him get fired. No, it's nice we want to make sure Steve's daughter can stay at Syracuse and all that. No, we'll keep that going. But hey, with regards to Bayheim, selfishly, as a as a Syracuse fan going to a pit game, this is going to be very hard on me and my family this year. I mean, we're going to get heckled out of that place. And uh, I'm, I'm considering wearing one of those big Bayheim heads and have like the announcement come out the side and say Pitt buys their players and just see what kind of fan reaction I get. Lean into like, it. I like that. The other the, lean into it. Like I'm not defending Coach Bayheim right now, but no, it, it's the it. fact that saying you bought your players in 2000 like it's not what it meant five years ago. Like you can buy no. your players now. Right, and I think I think with Beheim, and we all know, and we do this. We all say things we don't mean, but I think if Beheim clearly stated that this is a very difficult process for somebody who's been coaching a while, look how Pitt benefited. Look how Wake Forest benefited by using the NIL and the transfer portal to improve themselves. That would have been a whole a totally different message, and that's how he should have spun it. And and, and you know, again. Um, He's getting bashed all over Pitt media today, and, and, and Phil, Phil Pony actually, uh, you know, Pitt alum agreed with, you know, most of the fan bases about how he was out of line. But uh, but overall, um, you know, hang in there, guys. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's going to get better. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that I'm starting to watch you guys on Twitch TV now. Yes. And uh, although I can't watch it because in, in my office, but. What I do love about Twitch TV is I don't have to hear the Manion and Copani commercial anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ted. I well, don't condone that comment. Well, you just gave him some free advertising. 
And I uh, love that commercial. Yeah, me too. Man, and uh, and I, yeah, I like Syracuse. that Ted's watching us now, and you could as well. QSportsTalk.com. Every, right. Everybody's doing it. All the cool people are doing it. Brendan in Manlius. Hey, Brendan. How are you? Good, guys. Um, I'll be brief. <clears throat> First of all, I think we could all agree. Well, maybe we can't, but uh, I have a statement, I guess, a question. NCAA basketball is a business now. Can we agree about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So here's my point. When it comes to the coach, the next coach, whoever that may be, I think that I agree with you, Paulie. I think he's already on the bench, and I'll tell you why. In the world of NIL, I think you do buy players. I don't think there's any gray area with that. I think the players are bought for different reasons. You can agree, you can disagree. Our biggest booster, I think that was behind that's a quote, is Adam Weitzman. I think he donates the most of the, uh, the basketball program. I think he's going to be by far and away our biggest NIL donor. I don't think it will be wise to hire outside the program. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Adam Weitzman has a pretty good relationship with guys like Coach Red, GMAC, Griff. And I think it would be a fool's errand to go outside the program to hire somebody. You have, in the new world of NIL, you have something developed within the program. And I think to hire somebody else outside the program would be a mistake. Now, I'm going to really, I'm going to poke the bear a little bit. I'm going to give you guys three names, and you know where I'm going with this. And I'd like you to answer to tell me who you think is going to be the next coach. I'll only get four. Red, GMAC, Griff, or somebody else. Let me know what you guys think. Um, I would, I would, I would strongly believe the first two are, um, the answer. Yeah, me too. And I tend to believe that the, I don't know, I could be wrong. I would be happy with either one of them. I like both of them. I would think that the guy who's got an associate head coach next to his name kind of has the lead, but I don't know. I don't know, but that would be my guess. And believe yeah. it. I I don't know that they would ever say this out loud, but I hope to God that's not the reason they make the decision of the next head coach. What? What he said about because Adam Weitzman. Oh, oh, you, right, you know, right, right. Dear God. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think the next head coach is on the staff. Me yes. too. Um, and those two guys have been here the longest, and. I think you see a lot of qualities in both of them that make them head coaching material, and I, I, I think a majority of fans would be happy with that. Yeah, and the, but, the, but there will be some that aren't. There is a wild card to this too, and that's hot. Like you don't know. I don't see it, Paul. But do you? Did they make? Did they make that call? Like, you, you like asked I me said yesterday, like, I, I don't. Like know. I said, you have to make that call, and do you have to make a call to Jay Wright? Just, I, I don't see either either guy. I'm not saying either one of them is coming, but you're Syracuse. You can at least you're not going to get laughed out of the building if you make the call, right? Like I know I don't I know he's not coming here, but I I would make that call. I mean, right? I would put a feeler out. I I think the hop thing is complicated. Yeah. I think the hop thing is complicated, and if they if they can reach out like behind the scenes and nobody knows about it, and you yeah, know, that type of thing. But I don't know. This day and age, everybody finds out about everything. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know either. I, I strongly. Believe, I don't know any of it. I, I strongly believe that the next coach is on the staff. I do too. Yeah. I I said who I thought it, but I don't know. I don't know. We could be. A thousand. We could have 
no, that's why I kind of want them to release the plan. But we could be completely off base on this. Like, we, we the just, people I'm calling idiots could be right. We just had this conversation, though, on the show, what, a month ago? Two months ago? About the fact that it's not owed to the fans, that it's as long as the recruits are comfortable with it and those on the staff are comfortable with it and the team's comfortable, like the family, like the Syracuse family, as long as those within that locker room and in that mellow center are comfortable with it, that's all that really matters. But I feel like they're at a point now where the fan... But what, the what, fans matter now. Why? You're you're I mean, I know the fans matter. I'm not saying fans angry. don't matter, but why do they why do why there do they is, need to is, know? There is a large group of people that are angry right now. And and again, I'm I'm telling you that my opinion is if you tell them right now that there's a plan I mean, how much of the plan do you want them to share? You want them to share exactly what the plan is. Make it public. Why like you're they've still done gonna, it before. You're still gonna have people Right. So you're gonna have people that say, Well, you know, he changed it last time. So is this really the plan? Because well, we saw what people, happened last time. You, you can, or they're not gonna be happy with the plan. You're still gonna have people who are angry. I'm just because saying, and especially if it's Jim Beheim's plan. If the plan came from him, it's like Joe Gerard's plan, right? People would be mad but because if it it's stems Joe Gerard. to the tide of anger. I don't know. I don't know if you're right, though. I don't know if you're right. I okay. still think you're going to have people who are upset. Yeah, Either, yes, there well, will be. I don't believe the plan's actually going to happen, or I don't like the plan, or they should have done well, this, or it's Jim Beheim's plan. Why should he pick the. Like, I, I can already hear people upset about it. Yes, you can, but that's going to happen. I just feel like. I do feel like it would appease a large group of people if they just knew that this is when it was So coming. all these people that are shaking their fists at this, if you say, you know, Not all of them, so-and-so's Steve, gonna be going to be the next head coach always... in a year and a half, you go, oh, okay, great. Everybody's going to uh, shut up. I think up. a majority of them would. All right. I disagree. I disagree. But we can we can agree to disagree on that. And we've been doing this too long, Paulie. Like... People are going to find a reason to be upset. We're not talking lax. I'm sorry. Where'd that come from? I'm just ch- replying to the chat. I like. It's like you're you're talking to the voices in your yes, head. Yes, you talk. Like <laughs> people, we talk about what's important. You know, nobody's forcing you to be here. You come back when we're not talking about it. I love you guys. All right. Do we want to get to Griff? Yes, I actually did a whole interview myself, Steve. Yes, uh, Paulie talked with Alan Griffin prior to the show. Uh, I was tied up at Channel 9. Paulie had to handle it himself, and he, he did just fine. We're going to play that back for you on the other side. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Bob Dylan Day. I should have saved Jordan's song for this segment, but I didn't know the name of it. I don't know a lot of Bob Dylan. This one's called Lay, Lady, Lay. He said it just right along with me. I've heard this song. You haven't? No. No? I hope I don't ever again. <laughs> uh, all right. We've got uh, Eric Slater set to join us in the next segment to talk Kyrie trade. Uh, Jordan is here in studio with us now. Short segment here. We went a little long with Joe. He was great, by the way. I, I am a big fan. High energy. High energy. Too much. Had a lot of knowledge. Gave us some good tips. Joe is like what I aspire to be, but then I get frustrated two minutes in and start pouting. He has talent. Can I, can I bring up something <laughs> at the end of his interview there? He talked about the, uh, the national anthem and that four years ago, somebody like, like how, how did it? How did it go up until four years ago that 
that that nobody knew that people were recording the time of the anthem. That guy posted on his social no, media. No, I know, but it seems obvious to me that somebody. Yeah, that, like, there's just people outside with stopwatches. Or someone sh- in the arena, like a sound guy, or I don't know. I don't trust any of that stuff. All right. He just said it, it used to be the best kept secret. I don't know how that was a, a well kept secret. I know a lot of people at Super Bowl Media Week right now. You think I could just like text 10 people and be like, okay, guys, I need you to go to the stadium with your phone stop. They're all Newhouse students. My friends are college students. Real brag. Um, and just record any songs you hear just in case and send me the time. I you're, think, you're friends with the Newhouse guys? I try to be. Yeah. I, four of them are my former students that went to the Super Bowl. We're going to have them on Bridge Street. I feel oh. like uh, this is more interesting than Kyrie. Like, what prop bets do you do, Jordan? Like, you're not exactly rolling in dough. Like, what do you what 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 do you feel? I like can't do any of bet? those goofy ones. The only one I might do. Do you guys remember the octopus? Yes. It's when the same player scores the touchdown and a two point conversion. I just the word octopus is funny. But um, I was surprised. Bet so the I, octopus. I just came across it. I I thought I was surprised by the odds of that. It's probably only like was, plus two something. It was right? plus uh, plus fourteen hundred. Oh, wait, it's that. But the octopus is it has to be the player scores the touchdown yeah. and the two point oh. conversion right after. It was that. surprising. I thought they were trying to like, ship you out of value. Like that, well, I, don't I feel know. like I feel, that's no, I more thought, likely to happen than your offensive lineman. Well, one. yeah, but the offensive lineman is paying uh, plus three uh, thirty five hundred. It's not going to happen though. That's just handing right. them money. There's I did, a reason uh, it's that high. I did read that uh, some sports books have more money coming in on Jason Kelsey, the Eagles center, to well, score that's a touchdown, what I'm saying. than Quez Watkins, right. their third wide out. I'd like, I feel like if you're ever going to empty the playbook, or if you ever, you know, like if they, let's say it's not close, and they want to have a little fun, and Travis Kelsey caught a touchdown earlier in the game, and the Eagles are up by ten, why not throw it to his brother? Everybody cashes in. Offensive lineman scores a touchdown. What about, is there a bet for another Philly special to happen? I'm sure there is. I'm sure I there is, too. I, I haven't I, looked through all of them, but. All I'm in, a, I, I'm on the Eagles' money line for now because I think it could move once, as Joe Fortenbaugh said. Kansas City could have three receivers out. They could have a corner out. That line could move. I have Travis Kelsey to score. Now those odds are way up. And then I just got a few more guys to score, like Isaiah Pacheco. Chiefs starting running back. He's plus money. You're telling me they get on the one yard line. They're not just going to hand it off up the middle. Like no, they're going to throw it to an offensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> what about field goals kicked? Would you do that? I haven't done anything yet. This is no, this, I'm just saying. Oh. Say what they say over three, well, three field goals. He, 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 he brought up, on. Uh, he brought up the Jake Elliott line, which I thought was interesting. I believe both or a kicker to miss a field goal. Both of them are plus money. If I remember correctly, you're telling me I can just bet on both guys to miss a field goal. And if anybody shanks it, I'm in the green. I kind of love that biggest game of like the season. Obviously there's yeah. a lot of pressure. I saw Somebody one. Miss. I saw one that was, uh, what's going to be more points scored in the game or the yardage of the longest field goal. It's so bad, dude. It's so bad. Who I does this? ESPN Who? today, $16 billion uh, <laughs> going to be bet on the Super Bowl. All right. There, the Q's girls asking a good question. What about a bet on will it go into overtime? Um, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you could bet on it. What, what are the odds? I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know odds. I don't know. I don't necessarily hate it, but I, I can't take that because then 
if it doesn't go into overtime, like say you it's lose. a 14-point <laughs> game, you're sitting there watching the rest of the game mad. Like half of this is you got to have fun doing Kevin it. Kevin from Liverpool just put 10 on the octopus. Let's go! The octopus! Not gambling advice, but I respect it, Kev. The greatest prank ever pulled on me. Oh, how is this going to involve an octopus, dude? All right, so I used to have a saltwater oh, tank, I... and my coworkers here at Galaxy Media informed me that they bought me an octopus, and it was being delivered to my house, <laughs> and I was having a panic attack. Like, they had a fake receipt for it and everything, <laughs> and there was, there was going to be an octopus that I had. I didn't know how to take care of an octopus. It was going to eat my other fish, first of all. <laughs> it was going to get out and attack me. Like, I didn't know how to take care of an octopus. And all the ink? Yeah. Or is that, or is it would have been a nightmare. And I was freaking out because there was an octopus being delivered to my house. Yes, and that's how you buy saltwater fish. They, like, deliver them. The old, the great octopus prank of 2015. Uh, whether or not there'll be overtime is plus 1,100. 11, plus 1,100 is yes. Minus uh, 2,500 is no. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. If you're going to be one of the 50.4 million people betting on the Super Bowl, then why not make it a value play? All right. Uh, let's hit a timeout here. We've got Steve ignored my octopus story. I was I was looking for the odds. <laughs> of the, I was half listening to your octopus story. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. Full transparency. I was trying to find the line. You can just tell me to shut up next no, time. No, I didn't want you to shut up. You were filibustering while I was finding the line. Eric Slater. We'll talk uh, Kyrie Irving trade next on ESPN Radio.